Bill de Blasio, who's the mayor of New York, was like, hey guys, this is a nice art installation. But in reality, what he did was he made a deal with some aliens. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Shenantics. Uh, you missed us on our little Easter break that we went on, which was totally uh, planned. Yeah, Skanky has a, is a big uh, bunny aficionado, so he uh, he went to the That's, bunny. That sounds zoo weird. Didn't tell that anyone. sounds weird. That makes me feel. That makes <laughs> well, me like people think that I'm a furry or something. Okay, hold on. There is nothing wrong with furries. Okay, let's just. Let's just throw that out there. No judgment to the furry community. We love you. Biggest supporters of shenanigans out there are the furries. Okay. So, uh, the furries? The furries? They're just people, M. Cole. Jeez. The furries. Sorry. I didn't realize we were talking about, like, a man with a lot of hair when we were talking about furries. I thought we were talking about the subculture community where people dress. We are. Oh, okay, good. All right, we're on the same page then. We're I know, but you don't need to go out there and just say, oh, the furry people, they love me, you know? <laughs> no, they us. They love us. They love, it's, it's an us thing. This Everything is us. We do, we do together. This is us. That like goes that right into our first sponsor. Milo Ventura. <laughs> NBC. Ooh. Sponsoring us for <laughs> This Is Us. <laughs> Isn't Conan on NBC? No, Conan's on. Oh, my God. Thank you. TV, I completely yes. forgot I want to talk to you about this. Okay. Sorry. Skanky. Yeah. Skanky. Yeah, that's my name. This, this, this is okay. So I finally, finally got around to listening to something that you. Oh, Conan's podcast. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Okay. So I listened to, and I don't know if they're all like this, and I don't know if it's just because I really love this person. Um, that and that's. I know already podcast, know who you're going to talk but, about, but go. Yeah, I listened to the episode with uh, Tig Nataro um, and Conan. Was that, no, that was, wasn't, that wasn't you... the one, but it's okay. Oh, that, that wasn't, wasn't the one? That wasn't? I don't think I listened to that oh one yet. Gosh. Oh, okay. Dying laughing. Like, I'm at work. <laughs> like, like balling, like, like, just, like, can't, like, contain okay. it. It must have been so freaking annoying um, for everyone around me. But, um, I mean, first of all, I just, I love Tig. Like her comedy and her like comedic like delivery is just it it so resonates mm -hmm. with me. Um, and we had mentioned this before. If you haven't had a chance, I recommend that you watch two things on Netflix. She has a stand up on there, but there's also the documentary called Tig, and it is it's a really really good and moving documentary. So I recommend watching that also. Um, if you want to get your fill of that, but um. When I'm listening to this episode of Conan Needs a Friend, which is a podcast we're talking about, I don't know if we mentioned that. Um, by the way. <laughs> and by the way. <laughs> and it's with Conan and uh, Tig Notoro. And the way her delivery of stuff reminds me a lot of Jittery Cricket. Yeah. Right? It just like, 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 like the way, like her voice a little bit, but like just like her delivery of like just 
everything. And so I'm listening to this and I really don't want this to go to your ego. Okay. It can go to your ego, but it, like I'm listening to this and I'm like, this is literally an episode of shenanigans. If it was skanking jittery, like a hundred percent, like you are Conan and she is Tig. And like, I'm just like, I now want that to happen. Like that would be the best thing in the world if that happened. But uh, I really recommend that people go and listen to that one. I absolutely loved it. And I was com- now I'm like completely sold on that. That's podcast. a great podcast. It was so fucking funny. It was so, so funny. Um, what was the one you were thinking that I had? I thought to? you were going to do the one with Stephen Colbert and, and Conan. That's that's my next one that I have queued up that I, okay. I have to listen to. I, 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 went, I thought that one was weird. God. Really? Yeah. Conan is a okay. weird guy, but he goes into his background. And there was a lot of okay. stuff that I didn't know about Conan. Not, not Conan, Colbert. Oh, really? There's a lot of things I didn't okay. know about Colbert's life that I found kind of interesting from this. Wasn't he? In, wasn't he? Uh, didn't he do Second City in Chicago? Colbert, yes, he did. He I did. Believe? Yeah, I was. I actually went to Second City uh, two weeks ago, I believe, on a Monday night. And man, that it's so funny. Like it's God. I love Second City. Me and Gabala um, yesterday we watched um, uh, Twilight Zone, the new Twilight Zone that it's that's out oh, okay. on CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Uh, we actually thought I thought it was really good. She thought it was good as well. But um, the uh, the first episode is about a comedian, and like it goes into it's kind of it's 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 kind of interesting concept. It's like how comedy can shape how your the real world like things happen. I don't want to. I'm trying not to spoil it. It's kind of difficult. Mm. Um, I, I'm trying to think of the. The guy's name who played the comedian, because uh, he's an actual comedian, and I need mm-hmm. to look it up because I'm, it's killing me that I'm not I'm not remembering it. But it was really really interesting, yeah. and uh, I would definitely recommend people like try to watch at least the first episode because uh, it was yeah, it was pretty yeah, fun. I, uh, I knew you are a big Twilight Zone fan to begin with of the old series. Yeah, right? I watched it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just very cool. All right, I might have to I might have to check it out. I I don't. I don't think I ever watched more than like a handful of Twilight Zone episodes, just like here and there. So, uh, so that should be that should be interesting. Kamel, to check is that how you pronounce his name? Kamel Nanjian. He was in that movie oh. with um. Is that what's his name? <laughs> link me. <laughs> link me. Link me. No, link. Give me a link. To, I'm just gonna send to you a picture a of his face, and you'll you'll see. Is it the guy? Is it what's his name? I'm. I'm uh, 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 the, 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 oh, there's the picture. Okay, cool. Hold on, hold on. Let's see. Let's see. It's, I think I know who it is. I think would if it would ever was, load. I seriously. He, would, yeah. Okay. He's uh. So he was in the Amazon movie The Big Sick, which yeah. is a story about him meeting his yeah. wife. He is the um actor in Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. and uh, uh the uh the stereotypical indian programmer in silicon valley uh-huh. and uh yeah yeah no so oh so he played the comedian in the twilight episode Zone yeah episode okay yeah he's he's good he's funny i like did you watch the big six no i haven't watched it i liked it it's i think it's really good it also takes place in chicago which maybe i'm a little biased like for anything that takes place in chicago but uh but yeah nah. so it's uh yeah everything in chicago sucks Oh, oh. Ah! Speaking of speaking of city stuff, I was on Instagram today, 
And I saw something that I've never seen before, and I'm curious if you know anything about oh, it. Okay. It's 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 called the vessel. Oh, the vessel. Yeah. Yeah. So it, the vessel it just popped up, and someone is in New York, and they're posting pictures of this thing called the vessel. It's in Hudson Yards, mm-hmm. and it looks so fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a statue art thing with the building. Mixture. Yeah, it's like it's a, <laughs> and you climb you climb it. Yeah, no, that's I think that that's actually the, be- the best way to describe it. Honestly, <laughs> that is honestly the way to describe it. It's like a public art installation the size of a building, and it's you basically it. made up of of walkways. Not you don't climb it like like bull. Yeah, you walk like up. Climbing it. You walk up it. Yeah, you got it's got like stairways and pathways up the side of it. And it kind of looks like a hive, I guess. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I it's weird they call that that's called the vessel because like that feels very sci-fi to me. Like if it, if there was like an alien spaceship that landed, I could see it looking like this from the outside. I because it is it being called the vessel. Oh my gosh, maybe it is. There's a weird warp in the tame. Bill de Blasio, who's the mayor of New York, was like, hey, guys, this is a nice art installation. But in reality, what he did was he made a deal with some aliens that if they pay him four billion dollars, he let them park their ship there. But that that money, he's going to use that to revitalize the subways. Ah, okay, nice, nice. But I thought he can't. Yeah. Isn't there a technically he can't New York? Where that's like the state of New York runs the New York City subways or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a thing. Okay, so like what I, what kind of happens is like Bill De Blasio and Andrew Cuomo, who's the governor of New York, don't like each other. Yeah. Um, okay. So they say that like that feud is the reason why mm-hmm. that the subways haven't been fixed. Uh, but it's okay. also because they just don't have any money to fix the subways. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's a pr- that's a problem. But they they just put in um, what's it called? Uh, oh, what do they call that again? It's like so they charge you now congestion pricing. Oh, they yeah, New York City. I, they just put that in last month. Yeah, ju- it's very very recent. So that they're gonna charge mm-hmm. anyone that's driving through the city during very very congestive times, uh, money, and they're gonna use that money to revitalize the subway supposedly. But interesting. I um I got a few, I think London has or does that currently and has done that for a while. If I if I I believe I'm not positive on that though. London does um, something a little different too because they have um what do they call it? It's like a tiered subway system or um zone a zoned subway system. Mm-hmm. So like the mm-hmm. farther you you go out, the more you pay. What the cool thing okay. about New York City subways is that you pay the same price no matter where you're going. So if you're going three yeah. blocks or you're going all the way to Coney Island, you still pay the same price, which is kind of yeah. cool. But it's also the reason why <laughs> they can't pay for anything. Yeah. So uh, in Chicago, we kind of we have a hybrid between the regional rail and the subway system. So the subway system, um, the L lines, they are one flat fee no matter how far you go. Um but the regional rail, which kind of goes from the city out to the suburbs, is uh price depending on how far you go out, uh, like you go out to. i think that, that's the same so for new york kinda, too yeah 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 um now so one thing that chicago did that was very interesting um i think it was last week or two weeks ago um 
Chicago does a few, I will say they do a few things that I think are really good. They could do a lot more that's better, but I think they do a few things that are good on the transportation side of things um, and like city planning and stuff like that. And like a few examples of that is I believe we're the only bike share in the country that owns their bike share system. Um, and it's operated by someone else and we have a fee sharing deal and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, but we own all the actual equipment. So it's not like, um, motivate, which is now owned by Lyft or, you know, that runs our Divi systems. Not like they can just say, all right, we want to get out and we're not, you know, we're going to take all of our bikes away. Uh, Chicago owns all of the equipment and I believe most other cities, the private company owns all the equipment that's operated within it. Uh, so that was, you know, one nice thing about that, but, um, on a completely different thing, a few weeks ago, Chicago released all of the rideshare data from the three top rideshare companies, Uber, Lyft, and Via, um, for the period, I believe, between September and December 31st in anonymized things. So wow. what it'll show is it shows um, where the pickup was, not exact address of the pickup, but I think it's like within like a certain census tract, uh, where the ride was picked up, where it was dropped off, how much the fee was rounded to like $2 or something like that. And, um, they, I, I think they have a driver, like anonymized driver. So you can see how many drivers in general they have and how many, you know, rides a driver does and stuff like that. And they release that out to the public. And so, and there's no, no personal information. So it's not like they can see, Oh, M Cole rode from here to here, paid this much. And this was his driver. It's all completely anonymized and stuff like uh -huh. that. Um, but it's really kind of cool because I follow a lot of like transportation and city development people on Twitter and seeing them go through this data and what they're kind of surfacing is really, really interesting stuff. And, I, like kind of seeing where the rides come from and where they go to, but then also combining that with what I know about traveling in Chicago, especially biking in, you know, street congestion is you kind of see how it amplifies it, right? Like a lot of like, there's a lot of rides that happen that are a mile or less and they're all in like the downtown loop area. Well, that's where the huge, that's where we have so much congestion to begin with. That it seems kind of crazy that people are taking a lift for like half a mile, mm -hmm. right? Like a few blocks. And so it's, um, with all this, a lot of the people that you know comment on it is that it would be interesting to take this data to kind of support a tiered taxing on the ride shares, depending on what zones they go into, and then also kind of what like how long their trip is, right? Like kind of incur like having lower taxes on a rideshare trip that is much longer and therefore much efficient, but also, but then have higher taxes on maybe ones that are really short or have higher taxes on a ride that would be connected by two easy L stops, right? To be like, okay, they cost you two fifty to ride the L, but it only costs you $3 to take a ride share. Well, what if there was a dollar tax on that, right? Like maybe it incentivizes you to take public transit instead of taking those short Lyft rides or Uber rides between two places that are easily connected by the subway. Um, and so I don't know. It's kind of, it's just, I think that's interesting. I think that's good on Chicago that they are releasing that kind of information. So that way other people can kind of see what the impact that rideshare is actually having on the city. Do you guys have a cap on rideshare vehicles? I believe, I think we do, but I'm not positive. Actually, I don't think we do because New York does, right? 
uh, just recently that happened. Yeah, yeah, and that's I, that's why I don't think we do because I think whenever I think about that, I always just recall any discussion around New York doing it, and I believe that's one of the reasons why the Chicago cabbies are upset because there's a limit on the taxi medallions, uh-huh. but there's no limit on ride sharing, so they view it as unfair competition. That the if yeah like Lyft and Uber aren't restricted, but they are. Yeah, yeah, so. that that was the same discussion in New York too. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. Yeah, so I don't think there is. Um, I can see that. I can see that happening. We just got a new mayor, and she's very transportation focused. I would say, com- at least comparatively to what we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. So I could see a lot changing around that going 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 forward. So it's gonna yeah, happen. Interesting. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting times. Oh yes, interesting times. So I said this before, like ever since I got started biking, I got much more interested in like city development and planning because it started to impact me a lot more. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, all of a sudden I care about this issue that I never would have cared about before. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah this is very important to me. Yes. So, uh, yeah. thank you. so last week you and I, not last week too, but last episode, like it was a month ago, whatever we were last recorded. Six, six years. Um, six years ago, before our Easter. Break. Yeah, which was um, totally planned. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was very inspired by the the graphic as an imagery nature of our discussion. Okay. And so I kind of wanted to kind of bring that forward into today, and I want to discuss with you emojis. I have, I have a few. Okay. okay. And co- and comments about about the emoji emoji. Food. Okay. Um, I'm curious though, just to just get ourselves a baseline for for those listeners that don't know. Can you can you explain what an emoji <laughs> is? Do we, do we really need to? Probably not. <laughs> Why would we need to? I was just gonna I was just gonna see if you were just gonna go for. I was kind of seeing where I could push the boundaries of what can I ask you to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> to, you want me to explain what an emoji is? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually curious if you could explain what it what, is. A visual representation emoji? of an emotion, feeling, or object. That's so Wikipedia. No, no. I didn't really. Wikipedia that. Wow. That was that was all me, baby. You... Okay. I don't even all know what right. I said. What was it? Emotional. Right. It was it, it graphical. Gra- what did I say? Rewind. I, I don't Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. But yeah, graphical graphical representation of an emotion, object, or a GUI. Graphical user interface, yeah. A gu- yeah. well no, not not, not a GUI. A GUI. A GUI. A GUI. A gui, a gui, a gui, a gui. All right, so, so I'm gonna have two questions for you, and I'll, I'll I'll pose a question to you. I'll tell you my answer, so that way you can kind of figure out what your answer is gonna okay. be. Because I've spent all week thinking about okay. this. Um, That's, okay. So I, okay. I'm, I, I'm hoping that you have your phone. Yeah, I have it right so, next to me. So my first question is going to be, what are some of your most frequently used emoji? First of all, do you even use emojis? Uh, here and there, yeah. Okay, so I'm curious what your most frequently used emojis are. Where you know, if you go into the emoji keyboard on iOS, you can go over and I'll just say frequently yeah. used. So I'm curious about what some of those are. And then I'm, I'm my second thing is I'm really curious what your favorite emoji is. Okay, okay. So I have a feeling we've done this before, but it's okay. 
We have we have we, done this 100% before. we've done this but before. I feel, like, I feel like we needed But it's okay. That's that's <laughs> fine. We had to bring people in. <laughs> Run out of content. Really, okay, yeah. This this was a <laughs> How's the weather over there, Skanky? <laughs> fucking dick. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways. Uh, so mine my frequently used ones are I use the uh, heart emoji a lot. Okay. I use the 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 crying emoji, but like the ones where he's got like two or it, she, he. What's the circle emoji blob? Is it gender neutral? I believe. Um, the gender neutral emoji blob has two like rivers of tears coming yes. down. Yes, that's my preferred crying emoji. Do you do you um, cry a lot use, over like, text? I like to use that to express my displeasure. And yes, I do use it a lot. <laughs> so if someone says something that I don't are you, are you like. Okay? I use, are you okay? I use, <laughs> you want to talk? You spot with the triple cry emoji. Jeez. Um, and, if, and if you say something I like, I use the triple heart emoji to be like, oh my God, yeah. So I, I don't go in the middle. I'm just like extremes, like one or the other. Can I also ask how um, you're reading this? Are you reading it down or to the side? Ooh, good call. I'm in the first column, so I started at the top left. I'm reading down. Down. I don't think it goes down. It has to because those are my literally my most. Honestly, yeah, that's views. true. It's got to go down. I don't like. I don't like how you're supposed to read this. I don't either. I don't either. Also, there's some that are in here that I know I have never. Yeah, read. me too. And I, I'm like, I don't know why you're in here. Um, the my fourth most used one is it's like. The party emoji is the best way to explain the party it, hat. Where it's got the party like, hat. Is that a party hat? I thought always it was like it was like um where like like uh you know like those horns that you blow things out of, and like streamers are coming out of it. Oh, hold on. Let it's me... like yellow and purple on my. Let me screen. go look at it. It's it like again. it's like angled. Yeah, hold on. I wish I could send. It. I'm gonna take a screenshot of this for uh for the show now. Hold on. I'm I'm gonna find this it is... again because. Sometimes I look for this one and I can never find it. Um, because it's an objects, right? Is it an objects? Yeah, I believe. I I also hate the grouping. I never know where things are supposed to be unless it's a very obvious. It's like if it's a face. I okay, know so it's like is. the upside down it, cone. With the, yeah, okay, yeah, it's like almost almost upside down. I always thought that was a party hat, but I I I get where you're coming from. That might be um um. Oh god, what are those things called when you go to a soccer match and those guys are like blowing into it? Oh, oh, and the Vazula, whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, they had a problems with that that one World Cup where it's like there was just it's so not like, called a Vazula. <laughs> it's like a uh, okay. I should probably Google horn <laughs> used at World Cup. It's a Vavuzula. Vavuzula. Yeah. Hey, yo, Vavuzela, what's going on? I'm also pretty sure we talked about Vavuzela. <laughs> oh my God, we did because you were ordering a Vavuzela, weren't you? <laughs> I, wa I, I want a Vavuzela. <laughs> I don't currently own one. <laughs> Weren't we looking on Amazon and they were really expensive? You were like, this is $50 for a Vavuzela? <laughs> I believe that is the case. I also, I, let's, let's, I'm going to look up how much they are right now because maybe I'll get a Vavuzela. <laughs> No, they're actually not, not that bad. But this face that this guy is making on this Bavuzula just represents everything I need in life. Hold on, where you are should you? just buy them on like AliExpress or Taobao or something, and just get them shipped from and, China. Yeah. yeah, I should, I should look at that guy. He, he, I feel like he gets me. I feel like that might be me. Let me see this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he 
I can hear the sound of this image. Is that wrong? Right? <laughs> Is that <Exactly>. wrong? <laughs> no. It's so true. Oh my gosh. Um but uh so back to the emotions yeah, without yeah, yeah. getting too far into it. Uh I would say the one that I would have thought was my most used is my thumbs up one. Um, I feel like I use that for everything. Like it's my easy, like, oh, I'm in agreement with whatever you're saying. I just like kind of thumbs up you and we're that way we don't have to like keep going back and forth. And I actually do something on my phone. If you have iOS, you can turn on text replacements. And so to put in a thumbs up emoji without having to find it, I just type T U P as in T up. And it automatically replaces my, those three letters with the thumbs up emoji. Wow! So I, I kind of use that for, for quick, uh, quick, quick um, responses. But uh, but um, I think if I had to pick a favorite emoji, I'm between the standard bicycle without a person on it, or the lady in the red da- red dress that's dancing. Oh, so it's one of those two. I think are gonna are my my favorite. Scandalous, and I. I also talk about, we want to talk about scandals. I really wanted to change it and have a new favorite one. And I really wanted my new favorite one to be the emoji of the airline seat because that just feels so weird and oddly specific to have that as an emoji. Why would that? I want to meet the person who that's their favorite emoji. Maybe it's an airline pilot or a. Yeah, or right. a, exactly. I, I don't who. Who would have that favorite emoji? I have me. Me. You're going to be the guy. You're going to be the only guy in the world. I'm going to be. Yes, that is. That is. I will be. I will. I'm determined. Um, On my list, for those of you guys that can see it in the show notes, if it's on there and for Skinky, who now has it, the one that I've never used ever and I didn't even know exists but is somehow in my top used ones is my third column bottom row. It's he's, he's got the like tear or sweat on one side, orange face and sticking his tongue out. And I've never, I didn't even know that emoji existed. Weird. Yet it's somehow my frequently used. So that was, that was very bizarre to me. Um, but yeah, so those, uh, those are my, those are my most used emojis and <clears throat> my favorite. And so now I'm curious, what are your, at least your top five emojis? Okay. And uh, what is your favorite emoji? Okay. Oh, I also I also really like the lit the as the kids say the little fire one. Oh, I use so that one fire! Lit, lit, lit. So lit. So dab on the fire. haters. Yes. <laughs> All right. So my top five. The number one is the heart, the red plain okay. heart. It does have. Wow, we have the same number. It one. has um. It has a specific name. This heart. Oh, that yeah? I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm gonna go into Emojipedia. And see you can look it up. Um, it. It's got a it's got yeah. a specific name. Red Heart is. It's just called, called Red Heart. Okay. Um, the one after that love is the is the smiley, but it's like with the blushing on the side and the up carrot eyes. Oh. Okay. And then after that, it's uh, the thumbs up. All right. Yes, yeah, so you and I are very similar on our uh, hell yeah, dude. Top one. The fourth one is one of my favorites. Thinking face emoji. All right. Yes, I like that one. I also like the smirk one. Smirk is good. Uh, smirk is in my second row. Oh yeah, mine too. Hell mine yeah, too. dude. Hell yeah. 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 Um, and then the last one is the fire emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, so what's your favorite emoji? My favorite emoji is the head explosion emoji. 
Oh yeah, and that's a kind of a recent one too. Relatively recent. I really like that emoji. That is a that is a pretty good one. I should yeah, I should use that one more. I love um, how detailed. I'm curious. It is. Yes, right. It's, hold on. I wonder. Do you ever use um, Emojipedia? Yes, I use Emojipedia constantly. Yeah, I love. Um, I love uh, going there to see what it looks like across all the different ones, right? Because like, there's things where it's like I know it so much in my head of what it is on iOS because that's what I predominantly use, and seeing what it like it shows up on various Android platforms or like Microsoft or Twitter, um, always kind of like blows my mind a little bit. <laughs> Exploding head emoji, dude. Um, dude. But uh, I'm trying to find it on this in Emojipedia so I can kind of. I want to see how the blowing up head thing looks on other ones and what they say it's actually called. Maybe I should just type in mind blown. Yeah, yeah exploding yeah. head is what they call it. Um, yeah, Apple's is so incredibly detailed. Google's, like, okay, do you have this up? I'm sending Send me a link. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you I'll send you a link. I'm I'm kind of, okay, I'm, we, have, we have now have to discuss this because I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. Right, let me this. see here. All right. Oh, Google! Google's is, is okay, awful. So Apple's, <laughs> isn't it? Apple's is amazing. It looks like like literal like atomic mushroom bomb cloud, mushroom cloud bomb like over the head, like sh like pieces of like the emoji skull like fracturing off. Google literally looks like it was made in Microsoft Word using clip art. Like I think that is how they it made looks it. Terrible. It's like. They put like the bottom half of it, and then the top half is like a gray cloud with like a red explosion side behind it, and then weird colored dots off to the side. Which I don't know is that maybe is the are they saying the brain of the emoji is really just colored dots? Maybe? And what's going on with here with know. Samsung? They copied it almost exactly. Which I think that makes sense a little bit because they're like an Android handset maker, so I could see them maybe wanting to try and keep in line with the Android versions, but, like, doing a little bit of their own? I, I oh. guess. Uh, maybe. Why does Facebook um, look like there's, like, water underneath the explosion? Uh, I also don't like Facebook's, like, they have water underneath it. It actually looks like a fountain. Like, there's a little ring. It does. Like, the water, it's, it looks like a fountain, but I also don't, maybe it's so fitting for Facebook, though, that it's got, like, soulless dead eyes. Yeah, it just, it's pretty much <laughs> like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that's, that's And why is Emoji, Emojipedia has their own? What's that about? And why does it look I like a chef's no hat? It looks like a chef's hat, but also it's like the two clouds on the side kind of look like angel wings. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> it's, it is very weird. It's like it's even more detailed than Apple's, yet worse. It's it's than worse than Apple's. yeah. It's detailed in all the worst yeah. ways. No, exactly. It's it's yeah. So no, it's it's terrible. But yeah, so uh, exploding head emoji. It's uh, yeah. No, it's good. You know, we're just so, like totally dissing someone's really hard work. <laughs> That's true. If they want, they can dis. They could dis. It's pretty easy in our easy work on, on Twitter. It's not that difficult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good episode exactly. last so, uh, week. Oh wait, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> yes, yeah. So uh, I w I want to meet someone that draws emoji for a living. I think that'd be so cool. That'd be that'd be a cool job. So I know someone um, who develops like, who does like coding for emojis. Oh yeah. really? That's all I know, though. I don't know anything else about about it because I don't know anything about coding with emojis. 
Yeah, me either. Me either. Me either. Yeah. I you, what I find interesting about emoji, um, is like outside of your like your top used ones, right? That are a show up your frequently used part, and that you use so often that it's like kind of second instinct to do it. Um, it's interesting that we use them because it doesn't really make anything easier, right? Like a lot, oftentimes, if I want to put an emoji in, I've added three minutes to the task that I'm doing, right? If I'm sending a message, I'm like, oh, let's do an emoji, and it's not one of the ones I'd normally use. It's like, all right, let's add. We got three to five minutes now that I got to search through them all and figure out what I want to put in. Oh, there. it takes forever. And it really right especially right? for the damn party uh, hat dude every exactly. time and you never know where they're at you never know where they're at so uh but it's i don't and it, but i do i really like them i use them a lot because i it, it's a it's a good way to express emoji emotion emojin and um in, emotion in, heap in, in text yeah yeah emotion heap it's always weird to me when i receive work emails with emoji that's always that always feels like a line a, a step too far. Like don't, don't do that. Yeah. In a professional sense, like don't emoji me. Right? <laughs> don't it's, emoji me. <laughs> don't you dare. Don't you dare. But yeah, so that's that's emoji. It's uh um, I'm curious if you guys, if the, any Shenantic fanatics are out there listening, um, send us a tweet, twitter.com slash pod, and let us know what your favorite emoji is. And then you can also send us a screenshot if you're frequently used emoji. Yeah, please. And we'll see if we can, we can decipher anything out. I feel like a lot, as I look at it, like a lot of this does fit my life, right? Like in my fourth column, I have pizza, money flying away, and beer all right next to each <laughs> other. It's like... Wow, that's that's, that's very me. Optimistic. That's me. Yeah, right. Like that. That is me in three emoji. <laughs> like, that's hilarious. Pizza, beer, and money just going away. That's so funny. So, yeah. No, it's uh, but yeah. So no, it's uh, yeah. That's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. I think we learned some new things this time around, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think we did. I couldn't I tell you what they were, but I feel like we did me, something me positive here. Me yeah, yeah. No, exactly. What? I've asked you this before. This is this is like the recap. Of, Huge you know, recap. Episode. What 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 app do you use to listen to podcasts? Apple. Really? Yeah, I don't like anything else. Really, I find that that is so interesting to me. Why? That's, Why? What do you use? Because I use Pocket Casts. Uh, that and I've used it for quite a few years now. It's by far and away my favorite app. I just. I think it's cleaner. I feel like they have better. What are they paying you? How much? It, it, Just so I know. Not for, enough. Um, not enough. Okay, I'm not going to get involved in yeah, that then. No. Yeah. I mean, if they were paying me, that'd be amazing because Pocket Cast was recently bought by like a conglomerate of public radio stations. Um, and there's like, there's a conglomerate like, of public radio stations. Yeah. Yeah. Who? I, okay. That's it. I got. <laughs> what is? Oh, Pocket Casts app bought. That should get me what I need. Right? Absolutely. Uh, acquired by NP- NPR. Okay. Um, other public radio stations and This American Life. Huh. So, yeah. It's uh, by, yeah, it's been acquired by a group that includes NPR, WNYC, WBEZ Chicago, and This American Life is the uh, is the group that purchased uh, Pocket Cast, huh. which is kind of interesting to me. So, um, yeah, this happened a while ago, and I remember there was a big... Um, big thing about being like oh they're gonna keep it the same and not kill it and all that kind of stuff and they haven't yet so we'll see if it uh see if it stays that way but um 
But yeah, I really like Pocket Cast. That's the one I recommend. Um, and what actually got me thinking about it this week is because there's another podcast app that I that I really like. It's only on iOS. So if you guys have um, an iPhone or iPad, you can use it. Um, but if you're on Android or other platforms, you can't, which sucks. But um, it is called Overcast. And it's developed by a developer named Marco Arment. And he's also a podcaster. He created, uh, he started off as a developer at Tumblr. He created the app called Instapaper. And then uh, he created the app called Overcast. And he's on a few podcasts and stuff like that. And Overcast is free. It does have ad supported. You could pay to remove the ads if you want. Um, but if you're looking for a really decent free podcast app on iOS, I recommend that one. Um, and part of the reason he makes it free is because he's like, as a podcaster, he wants to support the you know podcasting kind of genre and industry. Um, but the reason I bring it up is this week they he released an update and he added a feature to Overcast, which I really like, which is essentially the Twitch clips feature where you can make a clip of a podcast episode and share it out via URL. And so like, if you wanted to tweet out something interesting that you heard in shenanigans, you can be an overcast listening to it and create up to, I think it's like up to 60 second long clip and then post it out to social media, which I think is so cool that someone put that feature out there because it's podcast can be difficult to share and this makes it much easier right like if you just hear one funny stupid thing that someone says um and you want to share that one and all you care about is that little clip of it you don't have to be like here's the entire episode scrub forward to 38 minutes and five seconds and then listen for you know 35 seconds like you don't have to do that it just kind of simplifies that entire thing um and so i really really like that and one nice thing that he does like talking about you know, helping the overall industry of podcasting is when you share out a, like, um, one of these, let's just call them clips, like this clip of a podcast, instead of just having the overcast branding on the bottom, he also links out to other major podcasting apps. So like at the bottom of the clip thing, like if you click over to the site, it'll be like, find this podcast in iTunes and pocket cast and overcast and Castro and all these different areas. So that way it's not just like, if you share a clip with overcast, it's just kind of keeping people within that platform. So, um, really cool feature. And, uh, if you guys are, like I said, looking for a good podcast app, I say, check that out. And I also recommend pocket casts. Or be like skanky and just listen to it on iTunes. Uh, or Spotify. Dude, we should and Sp- or Spotify. Dude, we should just okay. freaking make our own podcast app. Oh my gosh. I no joke. I've wanted to learn how to code for a while. Like I think that'd be a cool code academy, man. I yeah, I I I should. Actually, I should take some of this, you know, some extra time I have and uh put it into learning how to code. I don't know. I thought it's thought I've always loved computers and I thought that'd be cool. But yeah, maybe I can create the shenantics podcast app where the only podcast you can listen to is shenantics yeah <gasps> oh my god i got the best idea talk to me here here's what i'm okay. gonna do we're gonna release a shenantics podcast app right only podcast you can listen to is shenantics okay but i hear people saying they go why would i why would i use yeah. that instead of instead of why would you use that instead of other podcast apps? because two things one uh friend of the show skanky he promised that he's going to release limited edition content in it so every once in a while you get a little bit of easter eggs but on top of that the man is too good he goes he goes next level what we're going to do is we're going to are you signing me up messaging for this or 
we're gonna have we're gonna have a direct messaging feature where you can get a hold of Skinky anytime, anywhere, whenever you want, he'll reply to you. Also, the shenanigans intern. It's called Discord. They're on. Fuck. They already came well, up. We're with gonna that. invite Discord too. All right. So it's a. Uh, it's uh imagine this is gonna be my elevator pitch to all the VCs out there. I'd be like, it's like a podcast app, but there's exclusivity, and it's also as if like podcasting and Discord and WhatsApp and Slack had a baby. That's Dude, it. but also the only people you can message are skanky in the internet. If Discord comes out now with a freaking podcast feature, you know they're listening to this shit. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Also, that's one of the things I really love about podcasting is that you and I could put something out there and it was like a timestamp on when we said it. So if it ever comes to fruition, we could be like, look at that. Three weeks ago, fucking called this Discord with a podcast feature. Dude, I think we're pretty <laughs> totally good. We're pretty good at calling stuff, especially Twitch good. features. Yeah. I feel like we're we're pretty good on Twitch features. Yeah, we I think we're really good on Twitch features. Yeah, we uh we do have a very good history with that. Actually. I think we got a pretty good background. So pretty good yeah. i think we've been wrong like maybe once or twice but everything else you know and maybe once maybe maybe once. Maybe. maybe maybe yes well uh, uh uh skank you there's one other thing i want to talk to you about this week we, we probably have enough time if we don't we'll just cut out the food finish nobody seems to care if that yeah no one no one cares um, if that gets kicked out yeah yeah there's no blowback i was i've been thinking a lot recently because um the New York Times published this article about kind of privacy online, and it's they kind of are trying to engage a little bit of public debate on it. I don't know if that's actually working at all. Probably not. Um, about just kind of what, how much data we give to big companies, what are they doing with our data, all that basic stuff that we already know about, but that we all seem to be ignoring. And the more that I keep reading about it, the more that like I feel super conflicted about my life and privacy online and like my data, right? But saying this as someone that within like my viewing where I can look out and I see three different Amazon Echoes right now that are currently listening to everything I say, right? And so I look at that and I'm like, oh my God, I was like, maybe I shouldn't have that. Maybe I should just disconnect them. But at the same time, if I did that, how would I turn on and off the lights in my bedroom? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm, I kind of look at that and I'm, I'm torn because I'm like, I feel like there should be some restrictions on it. But at the same time, I don't seem to care enough about it to give up a little bit of the stuff I have in general, right? Like I still have a Twitter account that I use all the time. I'm always on Instagram. Um, like talked about the Amazon Echoes. I have all this different stuff out there that's collecting all this data on me. Um, and it's kind of making me a little uneasy. And so mm. I, I'm curious, what's what's your feeling about us sharing data with, the bigger companies out there do you think there should be limits on it is there anything wrong with it uh or is it kind of just that's what the price that we pay for living in a society where we get things i think it's fucked it's all fine i think it's fucked yeah i think it's i think it's all over (laughs) pretty sure you can't do anything about it at this point i think it's gotten too far It's, it's gone too far um and i think that when I was maybe younger and we were talking about the internet very early on still, and mm-hmm. it was like, it was always a thing that you heard all the time. Oh, whatever you put on the internet, it's there. Like you get, it's there forever. Okay. And it's mm-hmm. like, as a kid, you're like, yeah, okay. Like whatever. But yeah, 
it's kind of fucked up. Like it's still, it's a messed up thing, especially how like big companies are using your information, I guess. Um, or you don't mm -hmm. know how they're using it, or it's in a really, really long, uh, user agreement that you're not reading. Um, mm -hmm. it's not the best thing for the public. I don't think, um, even though yeah. that they're using your platform, I guess, I don't know, man. It's kind of a, it's strange because the, the internet's been on this model forever. Um, mm -hmm. and I think mm -hmm. there is a point to bring up where it's like, how much regulation do you want on the internet? Which is always a mm -hmm. debate that's brought up. And I'm always very pro, you know, not a lot of regulation on the internet. But at mm -hmm. the same time, if all of your internet, if all of the internet is owned by large corporations that are selling your information, then, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of messed up. Like something needs to happen there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I think, I think I agree. I think that, I think, a thing that really shows what you said that it's kind of all over and it really can't be changed is um the turning point with society and this kind of discussion in general was with um what was the uh Equifax the big credit reporting agency when they had their da data breach and all of this highly sensitive information about us was now available to you know nefarious people and it kind of that one if anything showed how kind of important data was and how you have different companies and granted that's like even a pre-internet collection of data on us but it just kind of shows like this idea that maybe there is something to our privacy but even that has kind of gone out the window and we've just moved on with that just being a fact of mm -hmm. life right like oh that happened that was awful that was crappy and there are people that are dealing with the ramifications still to this day with you know fraud and having to have frozen credit uh, stuff and all that kind of things but we've all just kind of been like okay that's the, uh, it happened let's move on and we don't really care about it anymore and one of my worries is, is that when this when we've become complacent on it and when we no longer want to talk about it or even say even bring up the possibility that maybe there's a different way to do it then we've just kind of given up the fight right yeah like when we no longer discuss it like that's just when okay we're just that's what we're going to have from here on going forward regardless of the good sides and bad sides of it um which is kind of i don't know it kind of it kind of sucks and it's just i think the um have you have you ever used or are you aware of a um a device? I don't even know if they make it anymore that you used to be able to plug into your car that paired to an app called Automatic that would track your driving habits? No. Yeah, so it was you plugged it into the diagnostic port of your car and it reported back to an app of your own about your driving habits. So it would let you know um how many times you braked really hard. Uh, it would let you know your overall like fuel efficiency and things like that. And so like kind of the idea of being like, here's how here's how you could improve your driving to be more fuel efficient. Um, or they kind of also pitched it as a way for parents to keep track of uh, their kids driving, mm -hmm. right? Because the car is now reporting back all that kind of stuff. Um, what's interesting is the insurance companies really took on to this where they now 
will send you that device for free and give you a reduction in your premiums if you use it. But at the same time, by doing that, you're now giving the insurance company all of this data about how you drive, right? And they can decide how they want to use it to, you know, however they see fit to use it, where you may think that you're an amazing driver, unless you've never had any accidents or anything like that, but then they get it and they see, ooh, he braked really hard or she braked really hard or, you know, Skanky accelerates really, really quickly. And because of that, we now want to raise your insurance premiums mm-hmm. or... Because of that, when you do, if you ever do get in an accident, that will trigger a giant increase in premiums because you're considered a very risky driver. And so it's interesting that a lot of people will put it in to save, you know, five, ten dollars a month on premiums until all of a sudden it switches over and you've basically given them everything that they need to know to be able to screw you over going forward. Mm-hmm. And it's a, uh, it's I don't know. It's kind of it's it's interesting to see you see that, and then you can take some of that word like that feels uneasy to me, right? It feels uneasy for me to share that information, and then apply that to other things I do on the internet, right? And then that also makes me feel uneasy. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh I don't know, and it's I I think the reason I'm having I'm conflicted about it is because I feel super uneasy, but at the same time I feel so complacent that I don't want to do anything to change it. Yeah, I think that's the problem. That's where it's going to stem from. Same thing if you yeah. if you're ta- if you talk about like, God, any other freedoms or quote unquote freedoms that you can think of. I mean, like even if you if you're talking about TSA, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, how much, um, how much freedom are you willing to give up for the TSA to go and check all of your stuff, even though they may not have the right to do so? All, all in the mm-hmm. all in the in, under the guise of safety. And the internet saw the same thing with um, the whole, oh, well, what about the children kind of campaign? Or like for mm-hmm. uh, TV ratings, same thing. Like, or for, for movie mm-hmm. ratings, it's the same exact thing. Yeah. Um, which I guess is not really a freedom, but it's like how much regulation are you willing to put on something um, for the yeah. sake of safety or I guess th- the thought of safety maybe is a better way of putting it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, something needs to happen i think that one of the other issues that you need to talk about is that or bring up when you're talking about this subject is that the internet is it's owned by a lot of really big companies and they have a lot of control over it um yeah and they make a lot of money (laughs) um and that's a problem um, and it yeah. seems like no one really wants to do anything about it. And not even speaking from a political standpoint in any way, you can have your own political beliefs about anything or like laissez-faire mm-hmm. politics or whatever you want to say. But like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine the government now going in and saying, Amazon, you're too big. We got to break yeah. you up because you're a monopoly. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like that would yeah. never happen right now. No. And yeah, we talked about, it, we talked about, bell mama bell what two or three podcasts ago um and the government broke that up and i can't i'm with you i can't imagine that happening with amazon this today and i i feel like or any company google i mean anything Mm -hmm. i I feel like you can't even you can't even think about something like this happening and yeah like could you imagine if uh, what happened like the late 1800s like i guess teddy roosevelt was just like hey guys this ain't happening anymore. Like we're just we're just gonna break you up. Imagine yeah, that happening yeah. now. It would be yeah. ridiculous, um, and yeah, nobody would be for it. So 
something needs to happen there. I don't have the answers because mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it really. Um, besides us talking about a podcast, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it, these people are really, really on the people. These companies are mm-hmm. just super freaking powerful, and they make a yeah. lot of money, and that's yeah. a problem. And yeah. they own a lot of information that they sell yeah. and they use. Yeah. So yeah, it's some problems going on. Big problems. No, that's true. That is true. It's uh, and I think one of the things. I think one of the things that's really interesting about it is interesting about the problem, or if you, maybe not a problem if you don't think it is, but um, is that there are people, there are companies that have power in it that you wouldn't necessarily, and in ways that you wouldn't necessarily think about right away, right? Like a lot of times when it when it comes up and when we talk about it, like for example, like Amazon, right? Obviously. Um, Google, obviously, Giant, right? Facebook, Apple, like we could name a lot of the big ones. But then, like, you take it a step deeper. You're like, okay, Amazon, because like they're the world's biggest store. But then, like, they also have Amazon Web Services, right? And they host so much of the content there. So it's like they're powerful on that side of it too. Um, a big one. I'm trying to. Re- I wish I could remember what the article was that I was reading about it. If I find it, there'll be a link in the show notes. Um, but another big one that had people that have a, a ton of power on the internet um, are the financial companies that do financial payment processing right paypal and various ones like that because so much of everything on the internet is ostensibly free but a lot of people raise money in certain ways and they depend on these payment processors and if all of a sudden they start blacklisting you and you can't use them well now it's harder for you to be existing on the internet for free you know what mm-hmm. i mean and so you have all of a sudden these people wield you know very large swords and a lot of power that they can do stuff and so and then you have the um you have the CDN, the content distribution networks on the back end, like Cloudflare, that they also have a lot of power, but that's not a name that you would ever associate with it when we're talking about it, right? Like the big tech companies that are public facing, we see that a lot, but you don't see a lot of the other ones that are, you know, a layer deep. And it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Like we all, we all went out and we fight for, you know, net neutra- net neutrality when it comes to the, um, ISPs like Comcast and Cox Communications and all that, but they aren't the only ones that kind of threaten this idea of the free internet for all. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's we seem to really care when it comes to our ISPs because we already detest them so much. But all these other ones, everyone else t- tends to get like kind of scooped by, and they have a lot of power. And then that coupled with their information collecting, like they keep gaining more and more power in different ways. Yeah. So it's a uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like it's terrifying, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know. I I've kind of gotten used to the the life I've lived. <laughs> sure, I mean, I subordinate to these to these. Inversions. I still think about so. these things. Like, I mean, the reason I don't have an Amazon Echo is because I think it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Or like specific reason, like so, some things. You know, I feel like I've gotten so deeply involved in it already that it's kind of there's no going back anyway which is why mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people feel like that with facebook <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. like yeah. once you sign up an account like it was all over and there's really yeah. not much you can yeah. do about it so that's no, true something something needs to happen i don't know what exactly that is and even when you yeah, even when either. you talk about net neutrality i mean 
I feel like that it doesn't even exist still. I mean, there, yeah. there's yeah. no such thing really as net neutrality. Um, if like the these big government, not government, big companies, because um, usually it's always under the guise of government or ISP mm -hmm. control or something like that. But if there's like big companies like Google and Amazon who are also owning all of these different companies that help mm -hmm. you run the internet, then it's also still kind of messed up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's funny when you mention, um, like, uh, first of all, like that you, that you don't own, you know, Amazon Echo because that's the uh, kind of, that, you know, still, you know, creeps you out a bit. But, and then, on, you know, and on the flip side, the Facebook, like, uh, there's always like, there's Achilles heel. There's so many different entry points that people have access to our data that all of us have an Achilles heel somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, like you can stand strong on an Amazon Echo. I cannot. I can stand strong on Facebook where I'm like, oh, I'll just delete my Facebook account because I don't find value in it. But I cannot for the life of me to delete my Instagram account. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's owned by Facebook, right? Like, yeah. it's like, it's like, I don't like to trust Facebook. I can delete my Facebook account, but man, you like, you're going to have to pry Instagram from my cold dead hands because I get so much enjoyment from looking at people's photos. And so it's like, it's like, well, that's where my Achilles heel is. I can say I can give up this, 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 I can give up all the stuff I don't use. I don't use a lot of Google services in my everyday life. My emails hosted elsewhere. I use different search. I don't use Google for that. Um, but so like I, but there are areas where I do find value with them. And so now they're all of a sudden they weasel back in, they get information from me in a certain way. So it's like, there are so many access points that, that realistically, I don't think there's anything you can do on the consumer side. Um, talking about regulation, like, the best way would be if there wasn't any regulation, but somehow as a consumer, we can protect ourselves. But it seems like there's so, it's so we're so vulnerable in so many different ways that I don't even know if that's possible um, to kind of just take it in my own hands. Like if I decide tomorrow I want to be super privacy focused and try and maintain protection of my own data, that's going to that'd be a very weird life to live because I would have to give up so much. Yeah. Um, for sure. It'd be very different than the life I live right now. So, so I could uh, recommend yeah. you a website that is actually okay. very, very good. And people can also check out. It's called privacytools.io. And on the website, I they just changed it to like a new view. But if you go to its the classic website, which is privacytools.io slash classic, um, <laughs> you can see kind of like um, I guess community led, like it's like community um, collected information about privacy thing, like privacy related things that you can use uh, every day mm -hmm. to help with your privacy. Um, <laughs> so like they have browser, like they have it. browser recommendations, they have mm -hmm. uh, privacy add-ons for other uh, like browsers that you want to use they have vpn mm -hmm. things uh privacy conscious email providers some interesting things so like there's there's lots of options out there yeah i really like this this is a great resource yeah super Man, good website I, i'm very i'm very happy we talked about this this is really cool i like that and i like that also like even before you even get to all the tools like just their discussion about it in general right like i think that's that's kind of cool. I recommend, even if you don't care about protecting your privacy or any of the tools, I think it's just, at least just a cool read to kind of get into it and look at some of the stuff that they've, that they've linked to um, and their various quotes and articles and stuff like that. So it's uh, very yeah, cool. Yeah, a lot of these I had never even heard about. Um, yeah. So they're, they're pretty interesting. They also tell you um, ones to not use. 
uh, as well. Ooh, that's that's almost even more important. Which is so which like, is helpful. Cause yeah, yeah, because you have like the common like um, advice where someone's like, "Oh, I use this," and then all of a sudden everyone starts using it. But it's like, "Ooh, maybe maybe you shouldn't be." Yeah. They even have decentralized social networks, which is interesting. interesting. They have like, yeah, yeah, there's a ton of stuff on here. You you spend all day. (laughs) Yeah, I think I I I can already see I will be uh I'll be very much deep knee deep into this. I can totally yeah yeah for sure. Um, yeah, very cool. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll do. Maybe I can take that as if I need more projects in my life. Maybe I can take that on as like a project of like you know, my own, like a, a privacy audit of myself. And if there, if I can figure out some way of like sharing that on the internet, isn't that ironic? <laughs> um, <laughs> sharing that on the internet. Like uh, what I found out when I tried to, when I tried to kind of look through my own privacy. So, and what my information is sharing. There is a, there is a key difference to me. Like when I look at, like talking about sharing things on the internet, when I, there's a big difference in things that I voluntarily want to put out there and things where it's being collected and I'm not as aware of that. You know what I mean? Like when I post out a public tweet, like I feel like that is something that I am willingly giving up. If I record something on Shenantics and post it on the internet, like I, that is no, that's something I know is no longer private mm-hmm. and I'm putting out there. That's not as much of what I'm concerned about compared to, all, almost like the metadata that's being collected about me. Like that's the one that's like more terrifying of me. Yeah. You know I mean, or the things that I is being collected about me that I'm not in, I'm not consciously voluntarily putting out mm-hmm. there. Um, Cause I think a lot of people, especially like if I talk to like my parents about it um, or people that aren't as involved with, you know, technology and the internet, they view, they kind of conflate that all as in one, right? Like they want to delete their Facebook account, not because Facebook is collecting data on them, but because they view it as a privacy thing where they don't want to be, po- they would never post something to share out to people. Well, it's like, well, there's kind of two edges to it, right? Like that's one side of it, but that gets a lot of focus from people that don't understand the internet, where I think they should be more worried on the other side mm-hmm. of it. Um, and they, they, you know, either don't care or they're not aware. Yeah. So, yeah interesting so uh yeah that's a that's a that's a nice little a little nice little nugget of information there so uh, one could say a chicken nugget which is a type of food and that you guys is your food (laughs) finish that's been another (laughs) new episodes go live bright early monday morning just type your workday school day chores whatever you do we are there to hang out with you you can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts including the itunes store the google play store uh spotify our website pocketcast overcast there are so many ways to consume this free wonderful and kind of wonderful content uh go on out there and subscribe uh if you have any comments or questions you can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash shenantics pod or an email at shenanticspodcast at gmail.com if you want to join the discussion we do have a discord server head over to discord.shenantics.rocks and that invite link will pass you over to discord where you can join the discussion with all the shenantics fanatics every week Skanky, where can they find you? On the you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky, S-K-X-N-K-Y, and on Twitter at iSkanky, I-S-K-A-N-K-Y, and mcole, where can they find you? They can find me on the internet at the username mcole underscore m-c-u-l with the underscore symbol, same username on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. It has been wonderful talking to you again. You as well. I'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.